What up, everybody? This is Best of the Boys Area Podcast, episode 36. Today is Friday, November 25th. The Bruins won. The USA World Cup team drawed, but I can take it as a win. More on that later. Just me and Lefty today. Hit you with that intro song. It is, it is that time of the college football season. It's rivalry week. And Lefty, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the floor. Take us away. Uh, all right, so we all know why you're tuning in right now. It's Friday night, the day before the biggest football game, the game in the decade, 11-0 Michigan versus 11-0 Ohio State. Unfortunately, we got some injury reports to catch up on right now. For Michigan, we do not know currently if either of their star running backs, Heisman, favorite Blake Corum or sophomore Donovan Edwards will be playing. And we also do not know if their best defender, Mike Morris, or their leading receiver, tight end Shoemaker, will be playing. On the other side for Ohio State, we do not know if either of their top running backs will be playing either, and Williams or Hen- I think it's Henderson. And Smith Njoku is still not expected to return. I was say Smith and Jigba. I didn't know if he was returning. He was He's our, our, our all-star receiver, but he's been out for a while now. So we released the vote right now. We clearly have some Michigan fans on the BAPA family as, as they're getting like 67% of our BAPA poll vote right now. I think that's a little generous, even as a, a big Michigan fan over Ohio State in this game. Brett, what are your thoughts? I mean, yeah, it's, it's clearly – I mean, Vegas has Ohio State. Everybody knows Vegas always wins. Not saying I'm a gambler, but if I was – the line, the money line would be minus 315 for Ohio State to win this game tomorrow. I don't know. Michigan's plus two, 255, which if you know anything about gambling, that's a pretty hefty underdog. But this is one of the biggest rivalries in all of sports, let alone college football. They're always in for a good game. It should be a close one. I think the biggest concern right now on the Michigan side is if both Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards are not fully healthy, they're going to have to rely a lot on freshman C.J. Stokes, a three-star recruit, and also redshirt freshman Gash. And last week, they just weren't ha- – it just was barely enough against Illinois. And against Ohio State, without Corum, without Edwards, your yards per carry are going to drop like three yards per carry. And that's going to put Michigan in a really tough situation in this game as a team that likes to run the ball way more than they pass the ball. Yeah, I but mean, I'm- if I'm if I'm Michigan – I'm my game plan is hopefully get up early because if they can get up early, I think they'll have a better chance at winning this game is if they can hold the, try and hold the lead and just play good, tough defense on Ohio State. But it's going to be hard if they're going to have to try and pass the ball and catch up on points. On the other side, I wouldn't be as concerned about Ohio State's injuries at running back because Ohio State's third string running back isn't much of a downgrade than their other two running backs. As unlike Michigan, they don't have quite the stardom at running back, but they have a little more depth. And they're and they're also a pass first offense where Michigan is run first. Yeah. So we our it's selections. Like, it's like off- the Browns versus the Bills. Yeah. Our so our selections are on the Instagram. You saw that our predictions. I picked Michigan in a tight one. Brad and Berkman took to Ohio State in blowouts. So that's our predictions on the game. Hopefully everyone's healthy, so we get a good game. And I'm excited for tomorrow. As who isn't for the game? And the other big game tomorrow is a night game. We got Notre Dame versus USC. Notre Dame has been a big player in this in this tournament race, even though they themselves are not in it, as they got killed by Ohio State to start the season. So they're the best win on Ohio State's resume. But then they knocked off Clemson, and now they have a chance to knock off USC, who is currently sitting at one loss, leading the Pac-12. And currently, if they win out, they are more they have like a good 60-70% chance to make the playoffs. So who do you got in that game, Notre Dame or USC? I mean, I think I'm going to have to rock with Vegas. Vegas always knows. Vegas has USC as the favorite, minus 190, opposed to Notre Dame, plus 160. The spread is plus four and a half Notre Dame, which is – that's a close one, I must say. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Notre Dame's able to put some fighting Irish out and be able to pull through this game and win. But USC, they got to – they got to – I mean, this is their last chance. They got to make their playoff hopes alive. So – I was watching USC and UCLA play last weekend. USC snuck out in a close one, but I just don't think the USC defense 
with that, the way the defense is playing in USC, giving up 40 plus points consistently right now, I don't think they're going to win out this season. Not sustainable. I, I just think, and I think Notre Dame is the team to beat them this year. I think Notre Dame has a better defense. It's going to force Caleb Williams to make long third down throws. They're not going to just run three like they did against UCLA. And they're going to have to make some stops. And I got Notre Dame in this one is an upset. And, and now we're going to move down to the team that took out Tennessee last week. We got Spencer Rattler in South Carolina versus Dabo Sweeney in Clemson. Who you got, Brett? You know, I'm just not a fan of Spencer Rattler, to be honest. So, I mean, personal grudge? Give me Clemson. Give me Clemson. I'll, I'll look at the line right now. You're not going to ride the hot – you're not gonna ride the hot hands. No, that, that kid put... was such a douche on that on that show. <laughs> I'm not a fan. What about what about him waving the five in the air, throwing the ball instead of kneeing the ball at the end? Yeah, what, what, also, what about him drop? What was it, Oklahoma? What about him dropping from Oklahoma because he was so shit? Clemson minus six twenty five, South Carolina plus four fifty five. I give South Carolina a one no point zero one percent chance of winning this game. Spread is plus fourteen and, and a half. Fred, I got to say, people gave South Carolina even a lower chance last week against Tennessee. Will the Rattler match continue? Uh, or will Clemson stay stories don't happen to douchebags, let me tell you that. <laughs> is, it, is he an underdog? Or is he like the top dog that just failed? Uh, I think he is started he, off the top dog, he fell off, and now he's trying to make his way back. Because he, he was like projected number one overall pick only like two years ago. Like, he was one of those dude guys that got an offer when he was like a sophomore in high school. Yeah, he's like a he's like the Monty Bates of football. He was like that Just, little Hawaiian seventh grader that got like offers from everywhere, and like he was in seventh grade. We're like, what the hell? This kid's getting offers at quarterback. What the hell's going on? No, this kid's ridiculous. He's one of the most talented quarterbacks in college football, but his attitude is terrible. I mean, yeah, you hate to see it. You really do. It's a wasted it's, talent. It's see like a Monty Bates. See what I can do. If I had the, the talent of Spencer Rattler, wow, world would be a different place. Uh, so we're going to continue on with some upset alerts. We got Iowa State going against TCU. TCU is currently undefeated. Many people do not want them in the playoffs as they feel they do not deserve it. But Iowa State came off a big win today against number one UNC in basketball. You think they can carry it over to football? Michael Jordan alumni? What? Yeah. What happened? They, they took off number one North Carolina in football. You think they can continue their hot streak as an athletic department and knock off number four TCU in football tomorrow? You know, I mean, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, personally, all these teams that are wearing purple and they're playing hard and they have a great record, I'm not sure they're, not, they're, I'm not sure they're all that good, these purple teams. Give me Iowa State. Even though they're plus 295 in Vegas, the spread is plus 10, which is a whole lot of points. TCU minus three seventy, but I'm rocking with the underdog Iowa State. Let's ride, baby! Yeah, Iowa State. Brett's taking the hot hand, going for two straight upsets in different sports, and I'm gonna have to stick with TCU here. TCU had some tough matchups the past few weeks. Iowa State, on the other hand, is not a tough matchup. I'm hoping TCU goes down because I would like to see USC and Michigan get in over them. Is I just don't want to watch TCU in the college football playoffs. I'm sorry for TCU fans, but it's true. I mean, if you're a TCU fan and you're going into the hypothetically, you're going into the college football playoff, you'd be stupid not to be expecting a first round exit. That's all I'm gonna say. It would be absurd to see you in the final, let alone the astronomical chance you win. I'm gonna I say just, that. I'm gonna blatantly say it. I would much rather see Michigan play or Caleb Williams play. The Maybe amount of money I would pay to see Ohio State Michigan final. I don't even have that. I would go in debt to see that game, personally. Yeah, that would be the greatest game ever. But th- considering it'd be like the second greatest game ever of the same year because we already have like one of those games tomorrow. Uh, so next we got LSU sitting at the five seed going against Texas A&M who managed to bring in eight, eight five-star recruits this year, yet still have a worse record than Vanderbilt. That's got to be one of the best records of all time. And who do you got in that one? Oh man, are we? I, I don't know. I'm kind of on a Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase vibe. Like, hi, I don't know why. I'm Joe Shiesty. We trust, but like, they're gone. They're not there anymore. But the alumni, give me LSU. I don't know why. I just feel it. You got that well, team. I, you got that Spidey sense. 
You know what? I'll take Texas A&M in two years when they're eight five-star recruits they brought in our juniors, <laughs> but they are currently freshmen right now. So I'm going to stick with LSU here. It's also then, hard to go against Vegas. LSU minus 395 money line. Texas A&M's plus 310. The spread's minus 10 favoring LSU. It's hard to go against that big of a spread. And the final rivalry game of the weekend is one known for a very famous punt return a few years ago. We're going down with the rivalry down south with Bama and Auburn. This one doesn't have much of an impact Even. on the playoffs game, but you cannot ignore Bama versus Auburn on rivalry weekend. Exactly. Right. I mean, Alabama, with their two tough losses early in the season, they're obviously not in a contention for the college football playoff this year. But, I mean, they're, they're Bama. You're always trying to beat Bama. The spread is absurd on this game. Lefty, guess what you think the spread would be? I'd go Bama 17. Minus 17? Well, I'd have to say you're wrong with that, Lefty. The no. Alabama money line is minus 2,215. No, I, I 17 points. Yeah, no, I know. Minus 2,000. I'll get to that. Minus 2,215. Auburn is plus 1,125 money line, which just for uh, example, if you were to bet a dollar, that's that's 12xing your money. But the spread for this game is Alabama minus 22 and a half, which that's is actually... over three touchdowns, which is absurd. Okay, that's not a bad guess by me. I was only off by five points on one of those. It, it is hard to guess those extremely large spreads because like – Three touchdowns, it's crazy for any team this late in the season, uh, especially Auburn to be uh, underdog by over three touchdowns. That's a lot of fucking points. Yeah, I'm going to go with Bama, too, as the, the heavy favorite in this one. So I know everyone's excited for college football, but we're going to have to t- touch on the less exciting thing that happened last night, the Pats game. Bro, my, body, and... my blood was boiling. Boiling. Jefferson is Randy Moss 2.0. He's the best receiver in the league, hands down. Hands, Hands down. down. Hands down. We at Bumpo will be pissed if you guys do not vote him as the best receiver in Wide Our Madness, which we'll get to later. Because he is hands down by far the best receiver in the NFL. Exactly. Like, name another player. Like, we already knew he was, like, really good coming into the season. All he's done is prove he's even better than we thought. We didn't. And if any, if any of you say Stefan Diggs is better than him, I am going to cry. Stefan Diggs should not be in the Final Four. We'll get to that later, though. It's it's crazy. I mean, not nothing against Stephon Diggs. Great, he is some of the best routes in the league. But Jefferson is such a well-rounded receiver. He has he literally has it all. Like it, it's crazy. He is so fucking good at the sport. It it should be unfair. It is unfair. So, it's illegal. So Belichick was upset about some calls, but I think Brett was even more upset. Brett, do you want to explain those I, calls? I'm gonna I'm gonna rattle off a few things. Some things might not make sense. But my blood. Oh my god, I feel the temperature rising. So we're kicking it off the game. The, the Vikings score in the first offensive drive. They I think they've done that almost on every offensive possession they've had to start the game this season. Whatever. The Patriots are in the game. The controversy starts right before the half. Uh, we're in the red zone. Mac Jones is starting to look a lot better than he has. His ankle looks 100%. It looks good. He's throwing a, do- uh, a lob pass and goes eight seconds on the clock. Throws it to Aguilar in the back of the end zone. It was the most clear P.I. in the existence of P.I. It was the most blatantly obvious P.I. in the world. It was Everyone pretty bad. He pulled them. He changed it. Whatever. We ever we settle for the field goal. It's fine. I think we might have either tied the game or taken the lead. I think it was tie. We come back. Whatever. I'm a little pissed, but we still we have a very good chance of winning this game. We're still in it. Nothing's over yet. We come back out of the half, and, I mean, everybody – I think it was all over Twitter. It was all over Instagram. That Hunter Henry catch, What? am I blind? Am I missing something? What is this? Another one? the ball did not survive the ground. That that changed that. It fucking changed that. Travis we Kelsey, Brady. Travis Kelsey. Whenever they played the Colts, had the exact same thing. It was way more obvious that he might not have caught the ball. It was still a touchdown. What is up with this? What the we fuck? Brady. Is up with this? It's called the Brady effect. You lose Brady, you lose the calls. This is absurd. And then, I mean, everybody saw the key. I don't want to butcher his name. Sorry in advance. Kini Nuangwu, I think. His outstanding kickoff return, nothing against Holding. him. But um, anybody see where Kyle Duggar went on that play? Because I can tell you, it wasn't to him because he was getting held. And not to mention that, they blocked Matthew Slater in the back. They blocked him <laughs> in the back. It's so fucking obvious. I, they had, if you were watching that game live, you they had the worst camera <laughs> angle on that kickoff. And you can still see fucking both of the penalties. It was, it, I, I swear to God, if there was a window 
within a five foot vicinity, I would have jumped through it if I could tackle that motherfucking ref. I don't remember who was on the call, but oh my god, I might murder him. Nah, I take that back. Don't use that as evidence in court in case he something happens. But holy fuck, there is no way we don't get more uh, absurd calls. And I, I can't. I, this is one of the worst officiated games I've seen in a very long time. And it sucks that I have to say this as a Patriots fan because it's not going to take any meaning and no one's going to believe me because it was for my team. But you have to you have to just look at those three specific calls, not to mention they completely missed a false start on us and Trent Williams. It was so obvious. These refs were clearly off a couple acid pills or something. It was absurd. I want I want all of them fired and no no even argue. Oh my god, it was so bad. It was so bad. You yeah. can see the you can see how Pat's nation felt after last night's loss. Mac Jones did, however, have a great yeah, game. Yeah, I must say for, for all you fucking Pats fans that say Mac Jones still need we still need to put Bailey Zappi in, go fuck yourself. Mac Jones, <laughs> if he would have thrown his career high right now is three hundred and eighty three yards. If that Hunter Henry passed it up, I'm pretty sure it would be three hundred and eighty four. So he basically threw a career high. Don't give me that shit. Don't give it to me. So right, Mac I'll Jones had to take that in one ear and out the other. All right. So Mac Jones had a great game. Refs were a little off the rockers. Also, I don't Nelson know. Aguilar. Aguilar Parker. Way to step Park, up. Next man up. Parker. De- and Devontae, Devontae Parker. There's been a but, couple flashes that Devontae Parker versus the Ravens. He had, I think, got a hundred yard receiving game. I was at that. That was a very good, that was a very good performance. He sat he sadly he fell off a little bit before that. He is uh, fighting a knee or a thigh or, I don't know, the common the common NFL injury. But, I mean, he, we have the potential. I What I kept saying about the Patriots receiving core is we get, like, one guy. Like, if we were able to sign OBJ or, like, a really good receiver one, all of our guys would be so much oh, yeah. one depth, depth spot or one roster spot lower. Like, our depth yeah. chart is so good if we just had one more guy in the top to move everybody down. Like, imagine yeah. Kobe Myers is your receiver, too, and then Taekwon Thornton slash Devontae Parker slash Nelson. Parker, 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 Aguilar. Fortin, well, Thornton, my opinion, you know, going to be out of the league in two years. That's my opinion. You could, but he could also just break out. You never know. He has a lot He's more. Not, he has no, no hands. A lot more than Nikhil Harry does. I don't know. He's more potential. Well, Nikhil Harry's is over. He's going to be working Walmart. I'll see him at Walmart whole. He'll be he'll be cashing my my prime bottles soon. Rhett's already starting our segment later in this podcast, so that's it on the Pats game. Pats fans are very angry, but luckily they got some water dumped on them with a nice Bruins victory today. Brett, do you want to get into that? I would love to get into this. So, for a little background, I was at this game. I was lucky enough to have one of my family friends take me to this in a box. So, shout out! Thank you very much. It was a very good time. Very great game. The Bruins started off very slow. We went down 2-0 up until the second period. We were able to come back. I think it was 2-1 by the end of the second period. And then it was almost a really bad call because we scored. Uh, it, it became 2-2 at the beginning of the third. And they the refs called uh, some like he, he was in the crease, but he wasn't. He got pushed in the crease, so it's not his fault. And it was they almost they had to look it over. It was almost bad. They almost they almost had me jumping out the box and throwing hands, but luckily, luckily they got the call right. 2-2. Crazy game. It ended up going into OT. We had a power play going into OT. I don't think we scored right on the power play, but then they got another power play, which if you know about playoff or overtime hockey, you just gain a player instead of losing one because it's a 4-4 four four, or 3-on-3. Three three. So 4-3, we were able to win, close out the to the Hurricanes 3-2 and an overtime victory. It was beautiful. It was a great time. I was able to pivot from USA World Cup game on the TV in the box down to the hockey in real life. I was really hoping for a bang-bang goal. That would have been awesome. Like, USA scores, Bruins, like, clutch up. That would have been crazy. Sadly, that did not happen. We'll talk more about the World Cup later, but that it was really fun. It was – Boston fans, I mean, they never disappoint, no matter the sport. And since we were in a box, it was really cool. We got to, like, stay after a bit and see – there's a Celtics game going on a couple hours ago. So, like, the, the conversion from the ice to the to the court's always fun to watch as much as you can. And, I mean, if you look up those time lapses on YouTube, it's one of the coolest things ever. But back to the Bruins. Uh, the Bruins are number one in the league right now. We're 18-3, and three, I believe, after that game. But we have a very – oh, yeah, first, clap it up. Clap it up. 
We are we nobody had us. I don't think top five at the beginning of the season. We said fuck them, fuck it, we ball. We we cruised right top to the number one seed, and tonight we were able to defeat the before the game ten and five Canes now ten and six, but we have a very tough schedule coming up. The Lightning, who are extremely good, the Lightning is next, I believe, on Tuesday, and then we play one of the league's best, the Abs, who are eleven and six currently. Short break, the Coyotes, who are seven and nine, but right back to the top of the Western Pacific, Golden Knights, who are 16 and four, not far behind us right now. The Islanders, who are 13 and eight, the Kings, who are 11 and nine. Basically, it's going to be hard for the Bruins to hold up the number one seed, but I believe, you know, like Julian Edelman once said, you just got to believe. I believe. Lefty, you believe? I believe in all the Boston sports teams except for the Red Sox and Patriots. So I believe yeah, in the Bruins. I, I, believe, I believe in the Patriots for like when I'm like 35 or like, like when I'm older. Like give them, give them like a little buffer period of being. And, and Red Sox will give them a longer. We'll, we'll let the Red Sox just like once like the youngest player of the MLB right now retires, like the Red Sox will probably be good again. We're just going to be like MLB flush. No Zander, like no Mookie, all that stuff out of here. It'll be like, it'll be like 04 again. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Just turn turn back clocks. It's 04, boys. Wake up tomorrow. It's July or er, January first, two thousand four. I'm not even born yet. Neither are you. You're not even born yet. Nobody's born. Um, the world's not um, even a thing for me. Papa is still like a while. Negative from... fourteen years. Negative eighteen years old. Wow. No. no negative 19. seven. Negative seventeen. Yeah. Negative seventeen years old. Well, happy birthday, Papa. Soon. Actually, look. I think it's soon. I think it's bladed. Happy, happy one month ago. I think. Oh, it's what? Wow. I don't know. Somebody fact check that. I don't. I don't have the patience. No what? No, no. The but the website's coming up on a year too, almost. The website's coming up on a year. Oh yeah, make sure you go check out bestoftheboysarea.com. Finest, cleanest logo. I mean, I designed that logo myself. It's it's. I mean, left. That has to be your favorite sweatshirt. I see you wearing it all the time. Oh, that's that is the best sweatshirt. And you know what's even better? The new ones that we just dropped a few last week. Those are. You gotta, how Sunday. do you how the do you not celebrate Sunday? The Sunday. Sunday collection. I mean. Name name a day that's better than Sunday. Oh wait, oh wait, you won't. I won't. I love football. You, won't make- you you won't because you can't. I mean, I might have had to audible those sweatshirts for Saturday for this weekend, but every other weekend definitely Sunday. Well, yeah, yeah. All right, we'll find. Well, in some other time zone, I'm sure that game's going. Qatar in Qatar, that game's going on on Sunday, maybe or or maybe Friday. We'll go Sunday, Sunday. Yeah, we'll go Sunday. We'll pick right. Sunday. Back to Boston sports because you know it's the best sports town in the history of sports town. The Celtics, the Celtics just beat the Celtics just beat the Kings. Tatum, Tatum looks like like how he should be. He's he's top two. Oh, oh, should I save that for my? Well, I'll save that. Top two, not two. Top two, not two. Controversy. Hit me with it. I'm ready to fire back. I'm going. Wait, are you thinking what I'm thinking? I was about to say Tatum second best after Giannis. Well, I, I have no problem with that. What, what do you? Well, I have no problem with that. Do you got? You know they sh- I got no problem. I, with that. I got. You know they showed him. People who say Luca over Tatum, they showed last night. Luca scored two points on Tatum. Tatum scored sixteen on Luca. Some and would overall, say Luca is not as good as Tatum, based off those stats. That's all. Hey, also, not me. Also, not me. But some people, some people would say that. Not also, me. Also, the Celtics dropped thirty on Luca last night. Oh. While Luca, while Luca, while the Mavericks on total only dropped six points on Tatum. Not me, but some people might say that the star player on the team has a lot of effect on that. Not me, but some people. Not some people. Me, I don't know. It's no, I'm not out. saying anything. I'm just I'm just putting words out into the universe. It's not like Luca's a slightly better offensive player, but Tatum is significantly better on defense than Luca. No, we're not saying that, but people are. And Somebody is. I think it's time to say Tatum's number two in the league. Giannis. Uh, what? Hey. Wait, 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 wait. LeBron, bro, what? How does this affect LeBron's legacy? LeBron's like. Nah, LeBron, done? bro. We should have just asked LeBron if, if like, he knows everything. LeBron, wait, we should just ask LeBron if, if Jason Tatum is going to be good. 
Well, no. Or, yeah, like, like everyone says Victor, but, but uh, you know what? Giannis, watch out. Tatum's coming up. He's coming for your throne, you Greek freak. All right, we'll see. Okay, so as the risers are coming up, we got some old QBs, new stars in the NFL. I think Brett, Brett wants I mean, to talk to us. Yeah, I mean, so before we get into the new stars, I mean, I think we started slowly getting a taste of this when Brady, quote-unquote, retired, fake retired, came back, whatever you want to call it. Brady, he's not the same. He's not the same Brady. He's- I'm going to veto this. I'm going to veto this. Veto I it. thought I'm going to veto that. Bold take, Brady makes the NFC Championship this year. Okay, sure. But still, no matter what, you could say that, and it's still not the same Brady. As it used to be. Can you can we agree on that? It's not the same Brady. It's not the same Brady exactly, but I would still put the bet Bucks okay. as the second favorite to come out of the NFC to the Super Bowl after the Niners. Yes. All right. All right. Well, besides Brady, Aaron Rodgers, not the same Aaron Rodgers, also not the same Packers team. But the the players we I don't know what generation we are, Gen Gen X, Gen Z. I don't know what whatever the fuck we are, two thousands kids, Drew Brees. I mean, Drew Brees, Big Ben just retired, Andrew Luck, Aaron Rod, actually not much Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, like the 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 Tom Patriots Tom Brady. Um Philip Rivers. Bro, I miss some lefty. I Gronkowski. I miss him. Calvin Johnson, Barry Sanders. I miss him lefty. I miss him. Barry Sanders was like 20 years ago. Yeah, but but Barry Sanders was awesome in Madden. And now it's like now it's like gimme Joe Mixon and, and I don't think anyone okay, I play Madden and I don't think anyone ever is like I want Joe Mixon and Madden. But still, no matter what, like I, there's no it's not it's not like you used to just get Bo Jackson and run over, over anybody. Give me Bo Jackson. You, can you still get Bo, I, I haven't played most recent Madden. You can still right. get Bo Jackson. But my point, it's not the same league. The new generation is coming up. Patrick Mahomes is the face of the league. Herbert, Burrow, Tua, just or Jalen Hurts. It's it's the new next generation, and and next it, gen. It's in. it's it's this next gen. We're in. It's we're almost, in the new era. It's like PlayStation, Xbox timed it out like perfect. They're next like gen. They're, they're like the new QBs are coming in, the new basketball players did, the yeah. new soccer you, players. Yeah, you think this stops at football? You're wrong. Look at the whole Lakers roster. They're all like born in 1920. LeBron, like, Russell Westbrook. They're washed. They're all yeah. washed. Not to mention this. Is most likely. Wait, that was so smart. Up. What? That was great marketing by PlayStation. You're lefty. You just Xbox. cut off a very emotional. No. Uh, wait, no. wait. No. Wait. Wait. Right. The PlayStation and Xbox. They're like the games are gonna feel so different because of all the new players. We can that, just that make smart. a new system and call it next gen, and everyone's gonna be like, "Oh my god, the games are so different." Well, yeah. What? Wait, all the yo, players are. Yo, Xbox, PlayStation, hit us up. We can do your marketing. We're better than you. We can do it. It's all right. We can read the idea out of thin air. And Lakers, we can feel the team better than you, too. Probably. <laughs> I mean, I think half the population could do that if LeBron wasn't their GM. But sadly, Messi, Ronaldo, it's not guaranteed, but there's a very high chance that this is both of their last World Cups. And it, it's, it, it's a whole it – st- it stinks. You got Bull. Now you got Mbappe. You got a whole new set of players. I don't think this will be Neymar's last. I'm not 100% sure about that. But, I mean, you got Messi and Ronaldo. The two, like, when you think of the GOAT debate of soccer, instantly, Messi, Ronaldo. It's not like anybody else. Like, some people have other favorite players, but those, those are the pinnacles of soccer. That football, soccer, whatever the fuck you want to call it. That soccer right there, Cristiano Ronaldo, Lionel Messi, Argentina, Portugal, that's, that's them. That's soccer. And this is the last time we're going to be seeing them playing on the big stage. And it's sad, Lefty. I'm sad. But, but sometimes but I'm also very happy I'm getting to watch it in real time. Look at the bright side, the silver lining. We gotta watch some amazing athletes throughout the years. And I'm very happy. But I'm also and, and new things are good sometimes. And so yeah, this is what, up. this is up. why we're inter- introducing a new segment right now that we're gonna call Target versus Walmart. Pretty much, Brett, do you want to talk about how this is going to work? I mean, yeah, everybody knows Target's better than Walmart. Walmart is a fraud, so everybody's a Walmart is a potential who we think are frauds. Target, they're, they're, the real, they're a real contender. Target's the real deal. Walmart's a fraud. Lefty, let's hear what you got. So, 
for my target player slash team or whatever you want to call it of the week, I am going to go with Boston Celtics shooting guard, Sam Hauser. I think Sam Hauser is a target player and will be a consistent role player for the Boston Celtics for also, the rest of the season. Also, unbiased opinion. This is an unbiased opinion. No, I think Sam Hauser will win a game for the Boston Celtics. No, I, I legitimately in the playoffs by opinion. hitting five threes. Like I think he's one of he's one of the best contracts in the NBA. We have him signed three years at six million dollars in total, two exactly. million a year, and he's a, he actually plays. He's not a bench warmer. That way we can keep Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum under contract, <laughs> or trade Jalen Brown. Oh, that might be for another episode. Ooh. Yeah, we'll, say, ooh. we'll get some we'll get some 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 like 10 year Celtic predictions up later. Okay. So then my Walmart predict my Walmart take of the week is, is Ohio State quarterbacks in the NFL. Wow. Wow. <laughs> He's gotta say this. This is the week to say it, I guess. CJ Stroud is gonna hey, be wait, a wait. Plus. You're gonna say this after Justin Fields starts playing out of his mind. Justin Fields says still yet to throw for 200 yards in this entire stretch. That he's ran for like 8,000, so. And what's the what's their record? They're tanking. I mean, he's is not the problem of the Bears. <laughs> you have to be honest there. The Bears are clearly not the a good roster. They have a horrible I'm, I'm sick and bold. If you take C.J. Stroud as your first overall quarterback this year, you are going to be bad for the next five years, and we'll be drafting another quarterback. Well, the I have to three. say, uh, uh, Bryce Young is probably going to be our first pick. Fine, if you pick CJ Stroud anywhere in the top ten. All right. Have fun selecting that. ten years, and also Chicago Bears. Have fun while this running lasts. But you too, I believe, will be selecting in the next three He's years. He's already hurt. He's already got a shoulder injury. Already so. hurt. All right, Brett, your turn. All right. So I got one target. He obviously started the season off slow. It's a wide receiver. He's kicking it up. He's got his quarterback back. It's C.D. Lamb. He is so legit. He gets out. I mean, that receiving hey, class from that Top 10 year, receive. He's a top yes, 10 receiver. He has to be. He changes but he drops, team. drops a lot. Drops a if lot. He, drops he, doesn't, a lot. he doesn't drop it that. Like, it's not he like. drops a lot. Oh, he did have that one deep ball that he, was bad earlier. But, dude, he is, he is a very good receiver. He has some. Crazy sideline catches in that Thanksgiving game. He's he's becoming to come an all around wide receiver one. It's only his third year in the league. His first season being a receiver one. Him and Dak are figuring out Dak's back from that weird thumb injury, I believe, elbow in the beginning of the season. The Cowboys are looking like a very legitimate team, and he's the wide receiver one. It's hard to be a fraud when that's your situation. I also had an honorable mention, Mac Jones. I it's not a that he's a target. It's more that Bailey Zappi was getting such like, we want Zappi. I was at one of the games. They were chanting, we want Zappi. And I think it was – I mean, Mac Jones, he played very well last night. You can't deny uh, it. He plays well. It's a bad defense. I think he's solid. I think it's a Harrison little stretch. Smith, uh, I don't think he's – I just don't think he's ready to hit that target spot yet. I know. I, that's why he's an honorable mention. I'm just saying he deserves more credit than he's getting. Because he's not as fraud as people are saying he is. But he's not a t- – he was an honorable mention. Fair? Fair. Can we meet there? He's like a Costco or BJ. There's, he's yeah, like he's a – he's a he's a, <laughs> he's a, he's a he's like a CVS. He's in a different category. He's, 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 he's open not, 24 hours, but he not, might not have what you need. Yeah. All right. And my, my Walmart, the, uh, I think I hinted at this earlier, TCU and the, the big purple-blue teams, the good record. The Vikings get every – Fucking call that that helps them with their record. I mean, the three. Listen, no, no, no. no, no. Stick it's on such TCU. a tight Stick game. TCU. We're talking about TCU, not the Vikings. No, no, no. The Vikings are absolute frauds. I have, and the sad part <laughs> is they play a real team and they lose forty to three. Like you just beat. I mean, the Patriots are not who they used to be, and you struggled, and you needed three of the worst calls of the season to win. That it's sad, and I hate how much. If I wish Kirk Cousins wasn't such a nice human, because I want I want to shit on him more than I can. But also, he cannot get grills. He was saying he needs to talk to his dentist, Kirk Cousins. I swear to God, if you get grills, you will look like the biggest idiot. Oh my God, oh my! I think he's married, but oh my God, his wife better talk him out of that one. Okay, so Brett's still salty about the Pats' victory, but also but like the whole season's been very like gimme, gimme, gimme. Play the Cowboys absolutely crap. Uh, so we're, 
We're going to go on. We're going to talk about everyone's favorite segment, Wide Arm Madness. So we got some late eight results that came out recently. Tyree Kill beat his teammate, but with 89% of the votes. Stefan Diggs beat Devontae Adams. Who was voting on this? Uh, I, I must say I misclicked. I'm sorry. I misclicked. I don't it didn't affect the overall vote, but I personally believe Devontae Six, 64% to Stefan Diggs. We had a unanimous sweep of Vapa voters. Vapa host unanimously picked Devontae Adams. Does anyone watch Devontae Adams the last four weeks? He had a house call. He, he called game. He's absurd. He's the, been the most. Devontae it's also Adams. the difference between Josh Allen and Derek Carr. But I would have put Devontae Adams possibly in the finals. And we don't yeah. even have him. Last Both year, we were, we were undisputedly calling him the best receiver. Why? Like, why? It shouldn't, that shouldn't change. You look at his game. He why is he? The number one reason the, the Raiders have any wins this year. Yeah, why is he number five now? Even even, even Miller, our friend Adam Miller, who disagrees with me everything about football, literally agreed with my take. I was like, Devontae Adams was robbed. He was like, I agree on our Instagram. Why did anyone vote for Stefan Diggs over Devontae Adams? Devontae Adams is better than him in every aspect of being a wide receiver. I know. It, it, it stinks. So moving on to the next matchup, we got LSU teammates Justin Jefferson versus Jamar Chase. Jefferson got 91% of the votes against Jamar Chase. No disrespect to Jamar Chase, who is clearly one of the best six receivers in the league. But Jefferson's just on a different level than everyone else right now. It's so hard Bob to be the best receiver if you're not the best receiver. It's plain and simple. Yeah. He's the best receiver in the league. He should win. Plain and simple. That's my opinion. But yeah, Bopper voters, as much as I'm mad at you for the last matchup with Stefan Diggs, they got Great the job work. on this one. You got this one. 91% Jefferson. Although Bob we're going to have to look at that maybe one or two, three people who did not vote. <laughs> we're going to have to. We're going to have to hit them with the. Uh, we might have. What are you thinking? We, we might have to ban them from future voting. Well, I don't know what. I don't know. We might have some corruption going on here. Jamar Chase <laughs> might be paying some people. Yeah, I don't know. Or maybe definitely like a Jamar Chase fan account voting this. <laughs> All right, so we got Cooper Cup versus A.J. Brown. Cup got 86% of the vote. I'm still a little confused who thinks A.J. Brown is better than Cooper Cup. I think it's. I, I think there's a little bit of recency bias in that one. Cooper, Cooper Cup's injured, but I just want to put fantasy perspective. Normally, don't go fantasy to real life. But Cooper Cup is average, before injury was averaging yeah. eight more fan, was it eight or nine more fantasy points then? AJ Brown per game. I don't know, but it's also like with Cooper Cup, his fantasy like is his real play. He gets like thirty points for the team, and he gets like thirty points in the game. And he AJ, has all of their offense, he is their sole offense. I mean, I was saying that Amon Ra maybe should have beat AJ Brown last week. AJ Brown was the clear eight seed in the Elite Eight. Yeah, clear. Like Cut. clear. And Waddle- I mean, at the end of the day, eight top eight receivers is very good. Like, A.J. Brown is a very good player, but Cooper Cup's just on another level. And I personally believe that you maybe – I think D-Hop should have got in the top eight over him. Yeah, or like- there was some uh, uh, bracket um, – I don't know, didn't he – he lost to Jefferson, was it? Uh, no, was it? I don't know. He lost to somebody that could make it all the way. I'm pretty yeah. sure. So – I know Amon Ra lost AJ, and that wasn't that close, which I was a little upset about. But so, so now we get the biggest reveal. Brett doesn't even know this yet. Berkman doesn't know this yet. The final four matchups in the one versus four matchup. I can't give you the seats, so it influenced your voting. We got Tyree Kill versus Stefan Diggs. Am I going to be my pick right now? Let's hear your pick right Personally, now. I think, I think, aside from Justin Jefferson, there is nobody that fucks with the defense and makes them change their whole scheme like Tyreek Hill. He, he is a freak of nature. He is so quick, and it, it, he's crazy. You have to game plan five different people and five different defenders just to make sure you know where he is on the field. He could be in the end zone, and you're like still looking at the 10-yard line. So I'm definitely taking Tyreek Hill here. Going into this receiver madness, I was considering putting Tyreek at one, but these last few weeks of Jefferson has completely swept my mind. Watching I'm not him beat saying the that Patriots, he is uh, the one or four seed, you never know. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> because we don't know. We don't he know. doesn't know. And it's not – actually, you don't actually know because there was an upset on the seating clearly because clearly I'd seated Devontae Adams higher than someone. And there was a little bit of there was a little bit of an upset, so we don't know that. Nobody, nobody do the calculations. Don't worry. don't don't waste your time. Don't waste your time. But I'm a little upset because I was expecting Devontae Adams to be playing in this matchup. So it's too bad we won't Devo- get an interview for this one. Should I thought Devontae really Adams was a. I thought Devontae Adams was at least going to take home the bronze medal in this, but I'm a little upset here. I'm definitely going Tiger Hill. No disrespect. To- Stephon Diggs. I just don't see you as a top four receiver in the NFL. All right, so the other matchup, I think you should know it by now if you are paying attention to our receiver mad- madness. We, we all got, have ADHD lefty. Give it to us. We got Justin Jefferson versus Cooper Cup. This one, going into the year, definitely people probably would have taken Cooper Cup, but Jefferson has lit the league on fire this year. Yeah, I mean, even in the beginning of the year, people were, for fantasy specifically, People were I think, thinking about who they think. Lefty, I also said Jefferson. It's It was so hard for Cooper Cup to keep up what he did last year. It was crazy. But Jefferson has done nothing but prove he deserves winning this matchup. I think if you to this podcast at all today, I'm clearly going to take Justin Jefferson. I was all on the Jefferson train over Cup this year. And my current fantasy team that we do with our other camp friends, two per team, I selected Justin Jefferson over Cooper Cup at the season at pick three, and it is more than paid off. That team is currently 11-0 and in our fantasy league. So Jefferson is the best receiver in fantasy. He's the best receiver in real life. No one can stop him. Patriots couldn't stop him with, like, three cornerbacks. Although we did stop the Vikings, we just did not stop Justin Jefferson. There's a difference. I don't, well, Jefferson – well, we didn't stop Jefferson, and then we, we didn't somehow stop left. the refs. We didn't stop New York. We didn't stop the refs. We failed completely in our defense last night. Also, we, our we, special teams was bad. Running in the no. that was bad. That usually does not happen under Bill Belichick uh, special teams. So so typically the goal is when you're going to try to lock out a receiver out of the game plan, the plan isn't normally to give up 140 yards to him and leave <laughs> everyone else. not what you want. The goal isn't usually <laughs> to let him throw and catch a touchdown in the first drive. Yeah, and you're not supposed when you're trying to lock a receiver out of the game plan. You're not supposed to let him get 140 yards and get everyone else open because your entire focus is on covering him. So that's kind of why the Patriots D gave up like 30 something points last night. Yeah, because, Adam Thielen got a free touchdown because Adam Thielen kind of was left wide open as four defenders still couldn't guard Justin Jefferson. He's just that so. Guy. So that so everyone vote to the polls. Please don't disappoint us again this week. Stefan Diggs, we know you didn't listen to the podcast. You voted for him. Yeah, basically. <laughs> All right, so, Brett, we got another new segment. Do you want to introduce it? We do. We do have another new segment. Welcome to Hot Seat, Cool Throne. Basically, Hot Seat is something controversial. I'm sure he, you've heard that term before. Cool Throne is the opposite. Something under the radar, something cool, something new we want to share to the world. Uh, want me to go first? Yep. So, bringing up a topic from earlier in this podcast, I had gone to the Bruins in a box, and I stayed a little bit after to see the Celtics. And I was talking with one of my buddies in the box. I was like, there's this a lot of – well, we noticed there was a lot of uh, people that were just, like, standing on the ice ready to take down the boards, but they didn't look like your average worker. They looked like they just hired a bunch of people off the street to just, like, do the busy work. I was like, yo, no, you think I could just walk down there and just, like, join in like those people look so casual so me being myself i'm sure lefty knows this i walked out the box took a right took another right walked down the stairs and you should take a video of me i walked to the ice i went right up to it the board the glass was off but the the wall was still up and i try i touched the ice i almost touched the ice i reached over and i hear whistling like some guys just whistling hey what are you doing so making sure yeah the casual security but, I mean, I really believe, honestly, if I wanted to, I could have gotten on that ice. I mean, I didn't try that hard. And all this guy did was whistle at me. And then I ended up walking out because we were leaving. And some guy was like, wait, wait, what are you doing here? You work here? I could have literally just said yes. But since we were leaving, I said no. He said, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I just dropped my phone. I'm looking for it. I found it. Walked out. I got escorted out of the stadium. It was pretty funny. Yeah. 
my dad actually picked me up on the on the other side of the other side of the stadium. It was really funny. But hey, no harm, no foul. But hot seat, Bruin security, bro. You could anybody can go on that ice at the end of the game. What the hell's going on? If there's a Celtics game coming on soon, the security's not that it's not that strong. I must say, we were trying to find a way to stay and watch the Celtics game. Just had to hide out for a couple hours. Uh, that's a good hot seat. Mine is I am. Gillen Brown is making it hard to be a Celtics fan. As good as the Celtics are, it is hard to root for Jalen Brown with his comments for people who don't know. It's That's hard. just my heart. It's, I like to try and keep the – separate the art from the artist, but sometimes it's hard. Like, it's hard to root for Jalen Brown right now. I find like, I find myself sitting and watching the Celtics game and rooting for them to win and then like Jalen Brown just start throwing up bricks because I, I don't want him to win. Yeah. I mean, but then again – He's just pretty good at basketball, and I think he had 25 points tonight. He's very – he's a good ball player, but uh, he should – Yeah, 25 points, five rebounds, four assists. Yeah, him and Kyrie – He's good at basketball. Why? Keep him and Kyrie Irving off the Players Association, please. <laughs> get them out. They should, they should not be leading any people in anything. With 25 points, Lefty. It's good points. They shouldn't – just I don't care about the basketball part, but please, John Brown and Kyrie Irving are not leaders of anything ever again, please. Brett, your take. 25 points, but yeah. Just like we were saying with uh, Spencer Rattler, douchebags should not be able to win. Honestly, I haven't kept too up with exactly all the comments Jalen Brown has said, so I'm not going to get anything – say any predictions too strong. But from what I've been hearing, keep your mouth fucking shut. Just say nothing. It can never hurt you if you don't say anything. That's my theory. If you don't tweet anything, nobody has anything to say. If he says another thing, I want the NBA to spend him, even as a Celtics man. Hey, that's just that's just a good human right there, Lefty. You're just you're a good human. You're a good guy. All right, so Brett, what's your my, my cool throne? Take this one a little personal. My idol growing up. About two hours ago, the recording started. Julian Edelman Football Life. It's finally out. I've been waiting for a Julian Edelman Football Life for so long. I can't wait to sit down and watch it. I'm probably going to watch it, like, right after this, even though it's, like, an hour and 15 minutes long and it's already 1130. But you know what? Super fans. I have – I mean, you've seen my – I have the Edelman catch sign uh, picture, Edelman sign football. I literally have Edelman football cards framed here from my teacher bought me because I was such a big fan. Edelman's been my day one. I used to write, funny story, I used to write Edelman uh, thank you letters every week for three weeks in a row. It was the weekly Edelman letter. You can ask my parents. It's a true story. I don't think he ever saw them. I also handed him one of them at his meet and greet. I don't think he ever read it, but I like to think that he did. So, Julian Edelman Football Life tonight. Make sure you tune in. I can't wait to watch that. I mean, Football Life's a great show. It's really, it's really cool. It's like hard knocks, but, but for past players specifically, and it's awesome. I love it. Oh, say so. My cool, what is it called? Cold, cool segment. My cool throne of the week is that NHL Shell and NBA Two K have added a boost to the players for the Boston Celtics and Bruins when they play in the TD Garden. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just saying that as the Bruins and Celtics are currently. Combined 19 and 1 in the TD Garden this year. The best fans in the United the States. The Garden's hot. The Garden's I say, hot. I was looking at the Raptors today. There's a not there's not much more room for more banners. We have so many. Nine, 95% win for the Boston teams this year in the Ooh, garden. Woo! Oh, it's hot teams. in there. What happened? Oh, the don't go to the Garden unless you want to come home with a loss this year. Damn. Damn. What you going to do? Damn. Uh, so we're, we're going to close off this podcast with one more shout-out to the best rivalries in sports. As it is rivalry weekend, we have to mention the one last final one. We – coincidentally, I can't say – unless Berkman played I must this, say, it, it's awfully convenient how only one of you is here. It's awfully convenient how Berkman had something, I don't know, come up or something awfully convenient. So we got Rivalry Weekend and Fantasy Football. We got me versus Berkman. 
Berkman refused to get on the podcast because we we don't He's talk scared. on rivalry. You're we don't, we don't talk. He he knows when he gets near me on rivalry weekend. He just makes bad calls. It's what always happens. So that's why it's not on the podcast. I, I think you have a reservation in his head for rivalry rivalry weekend every year. And you check in I, around I, this time. I own him. Amon Ra dropped 28 on Thursday to start this off for me. Outscoring Stefan Diggs by six. Currently, the score or the, the percent win probability is in favor of Coach Bill, a.k.a. Jake Lefkowitz, 61%, 39%. And so, who am I starting at? Wait, who, who am I running next this week? Just to put in perspective. Latavius Murray, Samaji Perrine. And I just want to say, Berkman, you're not just losing to me. You're losing to Latavius Murray, who you had the balls to go on the entire group chat of our entire league and tell nobody to trade for him because he's ass. I want well, to, he I want also you to... is only back for one or two weeks. So, Will you please apologize when Latavius Murray scores 20 fantasy points this weekend against you? Ooh, 20 fantasy points come from Latavius Murray. We'll see. Personally, I say also, fuck him because I wish Javante Williams didn't get hurt. But, yeah. And then one last thing. Berkman, when I tell you to drop someone, that does not mean you have to drop them. Damn, I just, you made your bitch. When I said Cam Makers is terrible and Carrion Williams is way better, that does not mean you have to go – Drop Cam Akers instantly and add the other running back on the Rams. And guess what? My confusion screwed you up so much. You added Cam Akers back and let Ross get Karrion Williams, who's the actual starting running back on the Rams. Yeah. So basically, if you didn't be able to follow that, Lefty and Berkman and I are in a group chat, obviously, and it gets heated sometimes. They go off no matter no matter what happens. They can't agree with the other person's transactions, and they always get in it. And Lefty this week was able to get so far into Berkman's head. He made him. He put him in the spin cycle with the with the waiver wire. Put him in the absolute spin what spin cycle. And, and Ber- Berkman gave me a gift on the waiver wire. You have to admit that he added. I used his number one waiver spot that Isaiah Pacheco over Latavius Murray. That was a gift handed to me. Yeah, I, yeah. Like we'll he, see. We'll see how it plays he, out. But he he wrapped up a Christmas present and gave Berkman me an early. Certainly gift. doubled down on that Isaiah Pacheco chat or Pache- yeah. Isaiah Pacheco. Take I've dropped that kid four times. That kid's not gonna play fantasy. Oh, he called him a kid. Wow. <laughs> this this guy kid's four years older than you and plays in the NFL. Yeah, and this kid will be a, is not gonna be a, on a fantasy starting lineup this entire season or the starting or his rest of his career. Yeah. Last All thing right, so- the pod. Uh I started the season fantasy one and eight. Currently three and eight, started at one and eight. It's crazy that I actually have a chance to playoffs. My path to the playoffs. Although I started one and eight, it's actually not at bad. So I have to win outright. That makes sense. The set, the current six, seven, and eight seed need to lose two to three of their games, which That's is horrible. I need to beat. I play two of them, so they, I, me winning is part of that. So those kind of overlap. And the current nine seed needs to lose one game. That's very doable when you look at it, especially if you're able to look at our our the schedule of all those players, which of course I've done. It's more than possible. For me to make the fantasy playoff, and I'm very excited to be back in the back in the business. Doors are open. I'm open to be able to walk right through. Maybe Jeff Saturday wasn't needed here like he was needed in Indianapolis. No, and he was last... needed here. I need JT to get those points, and he's giving them to me. Uh, yeah, Jeff Saturday. That was the turning point. Jeff Saturday. Okay, so we're gonna have a poll tomorrow. Best rivalries in sports. You can vote me and Berkman, or the real best one, the game Ohio State or Michigan. Or if you're a casual fan, you can vote a different rivalry. But and we're yeah. gonna wrap it at that. Peace. It's great to be back. Episode thirty-six. Marcus Smart. We are out.